On episode 425 of Nintendo Switchcraft, Nintendo files for an odd patent. Luigi is nailing it. What do you think of Joy-Cons? Those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo's Switchcraft. Hey, Bill, this is Anna, a.k.a. Surreal Clay. Just wanted to say, keep up the great work, and Nintendo Switchcraft is an amazing podcast. Henshin a go-go, baby. Welcome back, everyone, to Nintendo Switchcraft. It is brought to you live every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, and it is your source for all the Nintendo news that you need to know. Tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is made possible by patrons like you. Get Switchcraft and my other content ad-free for as little as a dollar by joining the Patreon over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp, and you can leave a voicemail like we heard at the beginning of the show by joining us over at runjumpstomp.com slash voicemail from any device, and I may even play it on the show. Uh, Before we get started, Run Jump Stomp is back. If you want to check out that podcast, go to anchor.fm slash runjumpstomp or go to runjumpstomp.com slash shows and subscribe to it over there. It is almost daily uh, gaming news, very, very short episodes, five to ten minutes at the most is what I'm going for. So make sure that you subscribe over there. And uh, at the end of today's show, I'm going to, well, end. This is good. I anticipate that this is going to be a pretty short episode. There's really not a lot of Nintendo news to talk about as of right now. Uh, so at the end, after I've covered all the stories, I'm going to tell you about 143 Pixels. Uh, it is my brand new show that I really, really think you guys are going to enjoy. I'm really proud of it, and I've had so much fun making it. So I'll tell you more about that at the end. With that being said, let's get started. <laughs> All right. God oh, dang it, stupid thing. Uh, let's, let's get started. I want to talk about a really weird patent that was uncovered by Japanese Nintendo. Uh, they're a great website that covers stuff um, that happens over in Japan, obviously. And, God, I opened it up so many times here. Uh, But we've got a patent here that explains, well, okay, it doesn't really explain what exactly is going on, but it's uh, it's very interesting. So I want to read this to you so you understand or so you know what I'm referring to when I start talking about why I'm so confused. So apparently Nintendo and Intelligent Systems, and if you don't know who Intelligent Systems are, they are the company that made games like Fire Emblem and and stuff like that. Uh, But they have now applied for a new information processing patent in Japan. The patent aims to improve interest in a multiplayer game, taking into account virtual points performed by a plurality of users belonging to a plurality of teams. All right, so let's stop there for a second. What exactly does that mean? So they're talking about, I'm guessing, an online game where you are playing against a bunch of other people. There's a bunch of teams and all of the teams are competing for a certain number of points. And it looks like this patent is trying to take into account all of these points from all of the different teams. How do you make a patent out of that? I'm not sure. Let's continue and see what else they have to say. Uh, No specific title is alluded to in the 37 page document other than a battle game 
with this patent based on a result of said battle game, adding the scores of the virtual area for each team. So a virtual area for each team. I'm, I'm guessing that they're talking about maybe like a geographic area. Um, and, and again, this is really above my pay grade as far as what this stuff means. So uh, I'm just spitballing here. Uh, but maybe they're talking about a geographic area. Uh, a determination is then performed on the basis of this score, which is then stored in the storage device. After this has been performed a plurality of times, so a bunch of times this happens, the result of the multiplayer game is then satisfied. The patent also states that its description is merely, illustri- merely illustrative and various modifications and variations will need to be made. What in the hell are they talking about? That's the question that I feel like a lot of people are asking. And if I were to guess, this to me feels like, from the wording, feels like something that has something to do with cell phones. And for intelligent systems, I'm wondering if it has something to do with another Fire Emblem mobile game, this time perhaps based on um, like a Pokemon Go style, uh, um, Pokemon Go style uh, mobile game where you are playing and then getting points based on how you play and how densely packed or densely populated the area is that you're playing in and then giving you, uh, figuring out what the points are based on that. And obviously, well, not obviously, uh, I'm guessing that you'll, you'll have different teams that you can belong to. And if you're on these different teams, then all of these this stuff will go and then maybe every month it will determine who's winning. Uh, it's really, really weird. Uh, I, I, I'm not understanding exactly what they mean. So I'm just spitballing. I looked at this literally five minutes before I started recording. So these are just my initial thoughts on what this could mean. This patent application also makes reverence reference to a 2017 patent by Konami uh, where the main pur- purpose was to provide a game system capable of maintaining game balance when an enemy opponent nears. So this kind of makes me think that they're trying to figure out what the score should be based on how many people are around. Because if you are winning in an area where there's tons of people, you should probably get higher points than if you're winning in a place where there's like very few people. Uh, that's just how I'm how I'm understanding it when I read this. Uh, so the Nintendo and Intelligent Systems patent aims to improve upon the aspect of Konami's patent that relates to virtual points scored by a plurality of users. Select images used in both applications are added right here. So if you're looking at the video, you can see it. If you're not looking at the video and you want to know what is it that we're looking at, uh, I can de- I'm going to describe it to you. But you can also go to runjumpstomp.com and this is episode 425 of the show notes. It shows like a looks like a big screen, and then it shows a bunch of mobile phones, uh, and it looks like they're passing information back and forth between these things. So, is this a thing that happens in the cloud? Is this a thing that happens when you are 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 playing at home? Is this a game like Pokemon Go where you have to go out and about to to check this stuff out? Um, the screenshots, screenshots, the drawings that I see kind of remind me of, 
um, like the nodes that you would capture in what is the name of that game that Pokemon Go was based on? Inquest, Ingest, In Inverse. I can't remember the name of the game, uh, but uh, it's that game from Google Ingress. Thank you very much, Kurt. Uh, it's Ingress. Kurt and Chat uh, rescued me there. That's what this reminds me of. And they've got like this weird, like all these nodes that you've captured, and then they show a dude on a horse. It looks like. Uh, it's very, very interesting what they're doing here. And I'm guessing that this is some kind of multiplayer battle game that takes place in the real world with cell phones. And then they take everything and put it together to figure out which team wins like worldwide, almost like a Splatfest, which sounds really cool. Now, I, you know me, I've been vocal about my distaste for how Nintendo has been handling their what's the word I'm looking for their mobile monetization strategy like I'm not a fan of that um but you know I'm I'm obviously I judge each thing as it comes this is going to be a long way off before we see anything from this even if we ever see anything from this uh, but I think it sounds interesting and I like the idea of a fire emblem game where it's where you're actually controlling a character and you are teaming up with other characters. That sounds very, very interesting. All right, let's let's uh, let's let's take a quick break. We're going to hear from a sponsor. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Luigi's Mansion. Stick around. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Buy the Sega Genesis that comes with Sonic 1 and get Sonic 2 free. Act now. All right, we're back, and Luigi's Mansion is getting really good scores. Right now, it's sitting at 85% on Metacritic. We've got an auto-playing video on uh, Metacritic's website, which I think is garbage. Don't do that, Metacritic. Uh, But listen, I don't put a lot of stock into Metacritic. However, if most people, if most uh, publications are saying good things about a game, then the score on Metacritic is going to be high. That being said, don't look at an 85 and say, well, this is garbage compared to a 90, because that's just ridiculous. In my opinion, that is ridiculous. But uh, overall, Luigi's Mansion is getting really, really good reviews. Everybody is talking, uh, is saying really great things about it. Uh, overall, and I'm excited. I'm very, very excited for, for that game. If you didn't know, it comes out on October 31st on Halloween, which is just a couple days away. And I'm I'm extremely excited to play it, but I'm also super busy that day. So I probably will not be able to sit down and play Luigi's Mansion on that day. 
Uh, so look for look for a video from me for my first look at Luigi's Man- Mansion Three, probably on November first. I'm guessing that that that's when I'll be able to do it. Um, I'll, and I'll obviously let let you know and talk about it on the show. Uh, to to let you know what I think about it, but I'm very very excited for this game. Everybody is saying that it looks great. It's the best looking Switch game yet, which is really really good to hear. Um, th- like all like somebody was talking about the anti-aliasing is so good that everything feels really soft and curved, and there's there's no jaggeds, and it looks good both on the TV and uh, in handheld. And the most important part is that everybody is saying that it's also really fun. Uh, so it doesn't come out for another two days, eight hours, 31 minutes, and 52 seconds as of right now when I'm recording this. But it is definitely a game I'm looking forward to, and I can't wait to let you guys know what I think of it. Uh, if you end up picking up Luigi's Mansion on uh, 3 on the Nintendo Switch, I would love to hear your thoughts on the game obviously spoiler free um you know but write in let me know and uh let's see i'm looking at the calendar right now so uh, november 2nd is saturday i usually take your feedback and talk about uh your feedback on saturday's show so the game comes out on thursday i'm sure that many of you will have had a couple of hours to play the game by then um if not you know then whatever that's fine but if uh, I would love to hear your first thoughts about Luigi's Mansion, and I will read those on the show on Saturday's show if I if I if I get those. Um, G Sizzle Twenty One says that's what I use. The, that's why I use the term positive reviews. Yeah, positive reviews. I don't I don't like I don't like scores. Scores are bad. But uh, you know, letting people know if a game is good or not is good. Uh, I just don't like scores myself. That's why I never give like a numbered score. Because I don't like the idea of differentiating between an 85 and an 86, if that makes sense. All right. Um, there, like I said earlier, there's not a lot of news to talk about today. So what I'm going to talk about instead is the, the Joy-Cons. You know, when the Switch first was announced, uh, the Joy-Cons, uh, and they, they showed it to us, I was like, okay, these things, they look really, really small and I cannot imagine that playing with these would be particularly comfortable. Now, um, I'm holding up my yellow Joy-Cons that I that I bought uh, when my other Joy-Cons broke. But um, I ended up really enjoying playing games with these Joy-Cons. They're extremely comfortable, I think, especially uh, in in uh, separate mode where you don't have like the grip between them and they're not attached to the Switch. And you don't even put the little um, those the strap on them. You could just wrap your hand right around it, and I feel like it's super super comfortable. I love the D pad of the the Joy Cons. I think the D pad is fantastic. Now, I'm not talking about drift. I'm not talking about losing connection. I'm talking about the ergonomics. That's what I'm talking about today. And I am a huge fan of the Joy Cons, and I use them a bunch. However. I also really, really like the Pro Controller on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, this is this is my most used controller on the Switch, without a doubt, when, uh, when I bought it. The Joy-Cons were great. This is even better. The reason that I like the Pro Controller so much is because of the big, wide, super flat buttons 
uh, for the face buttons. Like they're just so comfortable. It also feels great in your hand. The one detractor for the Pro Controller was the D-pad. The D-pad wasn't necessarily uh, as good as others. So, you know, when when I have the choice between the Joy-Cons and the Pro Controller, the pros and the cons, um, I had to... I would I would basically decide which controller am I going to use based on which game I was playing. So if I was playing a D-pad heavy game, I would focus on using the the Joy-Cons because I like the D-pad a lot. Now, I know a lot of people don't like the D-pad of the Joy-Cons, uh, but I do. I really like it a lot. I think it's fantastic. It's very, very comfortable. Not great for fighting games, but for platformers and stuff like that, I think it's fantastic. Uh, any 3D style games where you had to use the um, the right stick a lot, I, I would avoid the 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 Joy Cons a lot, and I would use the Pro Controller almost exclusively for games like that, especially shooters, where being super accurate with the right stick is important. Because as you play a game with the Joy Cons, I feel like uh, that that style of game. I don't I never felt like the 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 stick was very good for being super super accurate when you are aiming in on a uh on a, a shooter or uh, any other 3D game really. Uh I always felt like this really limited you and that's why the pro controller was so much better. Now that being said, um I have I recently recently ish I got the 8-bit do SN30 Pro Plus. And I'm a huge fan of this controller. It's fantastic. This is now my go-to controller for everything. I used to always use the Joy-Cons whenever I played Tetris 99. Now it's 8-bit dough. Uh, If I'm playing a shooter, it's my 8-bit dough. This is an incredibly comfortable controller. The, um, the, The triggers are actually analog, which is recognized in some games. I like the, uh, convex versus concave face buttons. Um... And I like the fact that the minus button is not like this tiny little hard plastic minus button, but it's a big old button that you can hit. There's nothing about this that I don't like, except that it doesn't have um, HD rumble. So my question to all of you, and again, this will be something that we talk about when we uh, have a show on Saturday. Uh, I'm looking for your feedback. I want to know... What do you all think about these controllers? Like, which controllers are your favorite controllers for the Nintendo Switch? Um, I personally, I like, I love all of them for different reasons, but my favorite is the 8-BitDo SN30 Pro Plus. It's awesome. It's uh, shaped like a Super Nintendo pad. Rezzed TV in chat is uh, saying that, and he's he's absolutely right. It's super comfortable, and it fits in the hand really, really well. Uh, good build quality and good features. Um, but I'm curious as to what is your controller of choice. Now, why am I talking about this today? Two reasons. First off, there's really not much Nintendo news to talk about. And secondly, um, the Discord, while I was at work all day, I was looking through uh, after work, and I saw that there was this huge discussion about what controllers people like, what people like about the joy cons what people don't like about the joy cons and i want to know what you guys think because there was this great discussion happening in the discord and i i obviously couldn't participate in it because i was at work so uh, i'm gonna have to go back and reread some of that stuff i will say this uh hd rumble is awesome on the joy cons it's terrible 
well, not terrible, but it's really not all that great on the Pro Controller, and it's non-existent on the, excuse me, on the SN30 Pro Plus. So they all have their pros, they all have their cons, they all have their pluses, they all have their minuses, and I just want to know what you all think about them. So with that being said, uh, you can get a hold of me on Twitter, uh, at RunJumpStomp. You can get a hold of me on email, RunJumpStomp at gmail.com, and let me know what you think of these controllers and uh, if there maybe there's another Dark Horse controller that I haven't talked about that you think is even better for the Nintendo Switch, let me know. All right. Now, I just realized that my... Okay, maybe it is recording, but it looks like it's not. Um, can you guys hear me? Yes, they can. Okay. Uh, I don't know why, but it looks like the audio for this show is not recording, so I'm going to have to capture it from the video after the fact. That is very, very upsetting. Uh, anyway, I want to talk about 143 Pixels. 143 Pixels is a brand new podcast that is coming out next Tuesday if iTunes does what it's supposed to do. Um, I have now submitted the feed to iTunes. I'm waiting for them to approve it, and then it will be distributed on all platforms. Last night, I edited together a supercut of all of the first season guests uh, from 143 Pixels into a supercut so you could hear what it sounds like. So let me explain exactly what it is. Uh, 143 Pixels is a podcast about games, and it can be any game. It could be any game from any system, from any time, uh, from any year, from any developer. It's just the only requirement is that it has to be a game that my guest loves and wants to talk about. That's the only requirement for being on 143 Pixels. So I reached out to a bunch of people whose opinions I respect, and I said, hey, I would love to have you come on the show. Bring a game that you want to talk about. And so far, I've got like 20 interviews in the can, and season one is 10 episodes long. It has 10 interviews, and each episode, we talk about a game, whatever game that person decides to bring. Uh, so... I'm really, really excited about the the show. It was a lot of work to get season one done, and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. I'm really, really happy with how it turned out. And I actually learned a couple things about editing, because I don't really edit very much, but I, I learned a couple things about editing the show while I was uh, while I was working on this. And, oh, just, just so everybody knows, I was scrolled down a little bit on my uh, digital digital audio workstation, and that's why I thought that I wasn't recording. It is recording, so there's that. Uh, but anyway, it's a really fun show, and I, I talked to a bunch of uh, great people. In fact, what I'm going to do is, just so everybody gets a chance to hear it, because maybe you don't want to bother going to listen to it until after you can subscribe to it, and you can't subscribe to it until iTunes does its thing. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the... Uh, this supercut, the basically the the trailer for the podcast, and I'm going to put it on this feed tomorrow. So you'll hear exactly what it sounds like tomorrow. And uh, I just I I would love to hear from everybody and, and hear what you think about it once the shows start coming out. My goal is to have that show start on November 5th. It all depends on whether or not iTunes is going to behave and approve the show. In an expedient, uh, in an expedient manner, 
uh, Lloyd and I had to wait a really long time in order for uh, iTunes to approve StadiaCast for some reason. I have no idea what took them so long, but I hope it doesn't happen again with um, with with uh, 143 pixels. Uh, the whole the whole motto of the show, and uh, I I, it, I I even have a shirt out there that you guys can check out. Actually, let me let me bring that up. Uh, uh, Run jump stomp threadless.com uh, I even made a shirt uh, for the 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 whole idea of the show is that no matter what the game no matter what the system no matter what the year if you love that game then the resolution doesn't matter that's the whole idea behind uh, 143 pixels and I, I hope you guys uh, enjoy the show half as much as I enjoyed making it it was an absolute blast and uh, I'm I'm very very excited about it. So so there's that. Um, I think that that's it for today's show. If uh, if there's any Nintendo news that I missed, I looked. I couldn't find much to talk about. But that's okay. We don't always have to have a long show. Uh, but but let's go ahead and wrap up. Listen, if you want to become part of the community, first off, if you're not already in the Discord, you're missing out on fantastic conversations. Like I said, they spent all day having a conversation about Joy-Cons and input devices for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, if you want to become a part of that community, join us over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord. You can also watch the show live with some awesome people at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. Uh, you can get a hold of me through email or through Twitter, like I said earlier. This show is part of the Giant Size Team Up Network. For more information, make sure that you check out gstu.net. And if you are looking for ways to support the show, you can go to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. There, you will find a link to my Threadless shop, and you can buy a Resolution Doesn't Matter t-shirt for apparently $18. Uh, That's what it says uh, when I go to the website. So there you go. Um, and it comes in whatever colors you want. And it's just a design that I made on my iPad, which, uh, I, I, I like the way it looks. I haven't ordered one myself yet though. Cause I, I just put it up yesterday and I haven't gotten around to it. Uh, anyway, if you like, if you like this show, you're probably going to like my other shows. So please take the time to check them out. Go to runjumpstomp.com slash shows. The music that you are hearing right now is Cornaria Star Fox remix by Noteblock. It's awesome. You guys are awesome. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.